The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, November 29th, 2022, season 18, episode number 79. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today's a reset day. We got tons of um, tons of topics that we're going to hit today. And uh, I think Brian has a game for us, which uh, should be fun. If you heard us last week, <laughs> you know these games can get a little interesting. So uh, we'll see what Gotta he be has. Creative when you do this stuff. <laughs> we'll see what he has lined up for us. Now that he's a big radio guy, got radio. I got to test all my. I got to test all my stuff out on you guys. <laughs> Let's start first. Though I want to start talking about uh, OBJ. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll start talking about OBJ. Yesterday, uh, Mike McCarthy was asked about it. Jerry Jones also asked this morning if uh, anything that happened uh, over the last several days with regards to. Uh, OBJ and the the thing that happened at the airport, which I don't really know the details. Obviously, he was escorted from a plane, but was not arrested, was not cited. Um, but if any of that had anything, to, it, did it affect in any way their desire to have him on the team? Both were pretty clear it did not. My question for you guys, should it? I mean, this is what he is. I mean, this is he's he's a show. I mean, that's that's part of it. That's part. I mean, now this doesn't happen all the time, but it wouldn't happen probably to just some regular guy. I mean, like he is who he is, and this is this is part of the show. I mean, he he, he does extraordinary things. Um, we've all been at the airport before in situations like that where. You know, you got you got to look at both sides of it. I've seen overzealous people on the you know the flight attendant side. I've seen it on the other. So I I don't I don't really know. I don't know. But like I always say, you know, if 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 you don't care about the good stuff, you shouldn't care about the negative stuff. And if this is considered negative, but but I don't think. I mean, Jerry. I mean, these, these, this team isn't one to talk. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, but you're, but you're not wrong. You buried but, but, the lead there, Nick. Well, what they sign, they sign guys worse than that. They've done yeah. that, you yeah. know. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, you know, me personally, uh, you, you don't know. He might be a guy that doesn't like to fly, and so you're self medicating yourself to kind of, and then you, yeah. guess it wrong. I know people like that. Yeah, yeah. and you guess it wrong, and you're like, uh oh. Say that again. Guess it wrong. You mean like the timing? Timing of it. Yeah. Like you took something, and you're like. Or you're like you didn't take it soon enough to allow it to mm-hmm. take its course, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, I know personally I was on a flight to Saudi Arabia in March, uh, and I was actually sleeping, and they buckled my seatbelt for me. They, I was on, I was completely laid out, and I had a blanket and pillow and a mat, and a, and, a, and I was completely out, and they buckled my seatbelt for me while I was asleep. You know, so. To me, you talk right with that. No, I was fine because that was, you know, that was the thing about it is, I mean, you know, they're trying to keep yeah. you from sure. yeah. moving around and, you know, and they, and they, you never they know obviously tr- did want to wake you up, allowed you to keep yep. sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing about it is that to me, you know, there's, I think, just think there's a couple of things. Again, we don't know if he's a guy that hates to fly. I'm one of those guys too. 
you know, I have to take Dramamine when I get on a plane. Mm. And it, I don't know if it works or not, but psychologically it mm. makes me – it calms me down from being anxious. And so, you know, and I, I think to Nick's point, he, he is – he's a guy that kind of is always into something. You get people – these. I've talked to several of, uh, you know uh, – Flight attendants, stewardess, whatever you want to, you know, they're, you know, they're in a difficult job. They're shorthanded. You know, the people are back to flying. They're not being able to, people are not hiring enough. I'm not trying to make it that, but they're under a lot of stress up there too. And sometimes you get to the point where any little thing will completely set somebody off. We're in that, we're in that mode right now in this world where those things happen, where, you know, it's like, hey, we just calmed, you know, no, it's just like immediately there's like a fight and it gets on someone's video. You know, <laughs> somebody is yelling at somebody and somebody is asking somebody to get off a plane and somebody is yelling back at that person. So we don't know. I mean, that's the thing about it is, and Nick's right, this team has signed far worse character guys and, 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 and gone forward with it. So I, I don't see this as a problem at all. Yeah, nothing that has come out indicates to me that it was a big issue. You know, there's no TMZ putting out a camera, a cell phone video footage that someone shot and him yelling at somebody. You know, there was not taking that a type swing of, at somebody. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't really an altercation, and it, it's to the point where do you want someone that's kind of going in and out of sleep and not being fully responsive to go in and however long flight that was. No, that's, you know, for medical reasons, I think you as an airline and as a flight attendant, you take actions to that because you don't know what could happen in flight. So the whole thing, I don't have an issue with it because I haven't seen anything completely wrong with it. Unless something else comes out, then maybe. I know that when I first saw the headline, I don't forgot where I initially saw it, but I started reading. It didn't it was till the end where you start seeing, oh, well, he was kind of going in and out of sleep and stuff. But as I saw Adele Beckham Jr. kicked off a plane or whatever, <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, now what? Here yeah. we go. But, no, I think uh, McCarthy and Jerry are right to keep going on course. Excited to see – when is it that he comes in for the visit? Is it well, next week? That was actually going to be the next question, the timeline. Jerry said this morning on the radio that he was uh, – that he expects – he's already had a conversation with him over the phone – he expects him to be have an in-person meeting on next Monday. He's meeting with the Giants this Thursday, maybe yeah. Thursday, Friday. Uh, so that's what the timeline looks like as far as we know at this point. Yeah, the most important thing is the physical, the yeah. knee. Yeah. That's the most important thing. That's going to determine whether you want to go forward with this or is it something you can deal with. And now I think it's also going to determine how much of the compensation you know, I, I think it's like, listen, if we, if you're interested in a long-term deal, your knee looks fine. We could do this. Your knee, you know, looks like it's a little bulky right now. Bulky, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe you're in a situation where, you know, we can't do this or we can't, uh, we can't pay you, you know, these many millions of dollars. We just mm-hmm. can't do it. And so I, I, that, that's the most, it's not the visit. I think the visit part of it is just really, everybody knows who this guy is. I think he has an idea who everybody is on this side of the fence. And I think it's just now up to Dr. Cooper and them to determine if they, if you can work with them long-term. And I was told that this was, this, if this happens and they start, they're negotiating and whenever that does happen, that they're basically negotiating two contracts at once because they are they are looking at at CD's deal as well because they know this will trigger that 
And so mm-hmm. they're having to to play all the sides of this. And of course, you already signed Gallup, and you have that. But CD is this will be his third year completed, which means he can get a new deal after this year. Now they don't have to do anything with that, but I think they are. I think they're gonna they're looking into that. So. That's the tricky part here. I mean, the Giants don't have that issue. I mean, they don't have a guy that they're worried about upsetting and in making him the number one. He would be probably the number one. Right? Yeah, I believe the Giants do have some issues with their cap. Well, you, I mean that that's that that, that yeah. No, no. As far, as far as the players go, no. I mean, the, where they are in the cap with their team. Yeah. That that's why it's interesting to me that the Giants would get involved. I mean, they, they, the Giants don't have anybody. Let's be honest. We, yeah, they need. We've it. talked. They they need help there clearly and. The thing about it is, though, I think that you know the last time I checked, they were pretty close to pretty tight to the cap. So how they make a deal will have to be pretty creative to how you know to get Beckham on. But you know we'll see that you know nobody nobody has had the opportunity yet to look at that knee, and you know and and we'll see once that Dr. Cooper and those guys have a chance to look at it, then you'll know exactly the direction this team's going. You feel like this is kind of getting drawn out, like like by him. Like, like maybe he doesn't feel like he is 100% just yet. I think he was driving the timetable on this all along. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, there were teams weeks ago, including the Cowboys, that yeah. have been saying they're very interested. And obviously, as Brian's been talking about, the Cowboys training staff is going to need to look at that they knee never, before anything happens. And so, yeah. to me, it's all about his timetable. Yeah. yeah, you never, you know, it's funny, Jay Glazer came out several weeks ago and was like, Odell Beckham is ready to go. And then you had the report basically two days later that Ian Rappaport was saying that, you know, no, he's, you know, he's going to wait. He's got, you know, he's got an idea of how he wants to this to proceed. And the, so, yeah, it went from being like, OK, let's go in November to, OK, let's go in December. You know, that that's how, you know, oh, no, he's ready to go. He's been fully cleared. And it's been, I think, three weeks since Jake Laser said he's been fully cleared. You know, nobody, nobody, I can say nobody knows if he's fully cleared or not until they look at that knee. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the biggest question right there. You know, because if he, if he, if he doesn't pass it, you know, the Cowboys are going to say, no, we don't feel like that this knee's stable enough for him to play this year. I was going to say the, uh, what's also interesting. I mean, we're about to enter the month of December. You got about six games left, plus however many from the playoffs. So let's say next visit, let's just say best case scenario, everything goes well. Somehow the Cowboys manage to negotiate a deal that puts him here in Dallas. How much time would a guy like him, knees ready to go, feet are good and all that, would you, like how much time would you have to give him to kind of get back into things uh, you know, yeah. he needs to learn the team, the offense, and all that. Would it be about maybe two weeks? So I'm Probably. trying to get maybe a timeline of like, yeah. okay, when would, if it happens, would we be seeing him? When did he sign with the Rams last year? Do you remember? The trade. Was that, yeah. trade yeah. I mean, so early mm-hmm. in September, October. I don't remember, but it was kind of like three, four games in. Because it, I, I do remember it was, it didn't seem like he really got acclimated and really being they start really using him in that offense as much until the playoffs that's when it seemed like and maybe it was because I was that's when I was really watching their team more yeah uh, but in the playoffs he certainly made a difference I thought this um this to me seems very much if you get this thing done that maybe Philadelphia would be the game you would think about him playing and then from that point on you just got to go 
I mean, yeah. as many you'll have what two more games uh, after that in the regular season, right? You'll have Philadelphia, you'll have the Titans, the Commanders, and then you're into the playoffs. So this, you're this is really you're. I think you're buying this one, you know, to potentially beat the. You know, you, I, I think you're going to have to beat. Of course, you're going to have to beat the Eagles. I think you're going to have to win that Titans game too. Yeah, yeah and, so. and and so you know, all hands on deck for that one. We'll see what the commander situation is. They might be playing for a spot too. So you know, you, there's a three games right there where playoff. You know, the the thing with the Titans though, they're 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 moving away with the with that AFC South. So maybe it might be a situation where you kind of catch them at a a bad time for them. But I just kind of feel like that you're buying him for potentially three games. And any playoff game that you play. Well, we've seen vets step in and, and give you something like immediately, even if it's not the yeah. six catches for hundred yard type game, making just big a big catch or two big catches in a game. I've yeah. we've seen Deshaun Jackson do that kind of thing. Where he comes on, signs with the team, and in the very next game he goes for sixty yards. Like it, those kind of receivers, I think, could do that. All right, let's let's look at this real quick. He got traded. He got traded. He played six games with Cleveland or eight games with Cleveland. He got traded. He goes to play the, with the Rams. The first game, he has three targets, two catches, 18 yards. Mm-hmm. The next game, at Green Bay, 10 targets, five catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. And then the next two games, touchdown and a touchdown. We're moving. I mean, his targets, yeah. when he got there, his <laughs> yeah. targets were 3, 10, 5, 7, 3, 8, 7, 5. He, he, yeah. so vets. veterans yeah. guy know how That's to do vets. now the, the tricky part is and you're going to deal with it so it's not like they're not going to do it but it, it is you know for the back end it's not the easiest thing in the world to put a fourth receiver third fourth receiver that doesn't play special teams on the field and figure out how he's going to go into the, i mean who, who who comes off i mean because i mean you take Tolbert off, and he plays special teams, right? Right. So it's just, it's just you're gonna have to figure something out there. So, will, so right you'll, now, you'll deal with right that. now, right now. When he if he comes onto this team, where does he sit on your depth chart? He's my fourth receiver, probably third receiver. I mean, until he can get going, and to probably be the third receiver. I would take him and put him like in Noah Brown's spot, and Noah yeah. Brown's now a special teams player from the here on out. Okay. You Noah Brown, go be go be personal protector, go be cover, go do do all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Me, this is the thing. This is why I want Odell Beckham here for fourth and three against the Green Bay Packers. Mm. That's why I want him here. If it, I don't care if you target him three times, I just want him here for that one play. I want him here for that two point play that's going to beat somebody. Mm-hmm. I want him here because I know that son of a gun will go get the football. And he's a ball, bad ball catcher. I, I, so no matter where it is, yeah. I, I, that fourth and three play, I, that, that haunts me to this day in that Green Bay game that they didn't have a better play mm-hmm. and a better option. You know, the option was to try and drag Michael Gallup underneath, and he was short of the sticks. You know, there was no separation there. There was, I mean, give Green Bay some credit. But I, I want him for those one or two catches a game where all of a sudden it's first downs. It's first down. It's another first down. You know, he's catching the ball. He's maybe down the field. He's making a big play. Maybe he the, the route running stuff like that. The separation, him catching it, getting up the field. That's what I want him for. And you know what? What would be a better? I know you threw those numbers out there. That's good. Those are good numbers. I wonder what his first four, five, six, whatever games after he came back from his first ACL looked like. Mm. How was he playing there? Uh, because I think that's yeah, probably what we ought to factor what, right. in, yeah. is that he's coming off this injury. How long will it take him 
to get up to speed to where he's being Odell Beckham that we've all seen throughout his career. Because I have no doubt if he gets to that, oh, Dallas can definitely use him. A lot of teams around the league yeah. could use him. question is how long it's going to take to get there. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we have a few more topics we're going to hit. we got a game. We've got a lot of stuff to do here in the last, uh, I guess that'll be the last 30 minutes. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Join us at the Star for our most festive movie night yet. Movie Nights at the Star, presented by Monument Realty on November the 30th. That's tonight? Nope. Nope. Tomorrow night. Sorry. Get my days mixed up. Tomorrow night features a Christmas classic, Elf. The show is free and open to the public. It begins at 7 p.m. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk about Damone Clark. Uh, this last game, he had seven tackles. He had uh, um, he was second behind uh, Leighton Vander Esch yes. in tackles uh, for the game. He had one forced fumble. Uh, Mike McCarthy, when asked about him yesterday, he says he's just been a stud. The way he attacked it, he's uh, he's got very bright. He's a very bright light. That young man. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing the beginning of an outstanding career. My question for you guys is. Based on what you guys have seen from him, do you think he's looking more comfortable and comfortable enough 
where whenever Anthony Barr is healthy, he keeps the job. Maybe. I totally forgot about Anthony Barr. So, yeah, maybe so. I don't <laughs> he think made they you have. forget about him that fast? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, but I mean, he has, Anthony Barr has been okay. You yeah, know, he, he hasn't been four-time Pro Bowler guy. I mean, he's just been been okay there's been yeah. some good games there's been some okay games and that's kind of what Clark has done but Clark's a guy this is his like fourth game yeah yeah you're in a situation right now where Clark is your future and Anthony Barr's not the problem is you deal with coaches that like to play with what they know and they understand you know George Edwards you know linebackers coach knows Anthony Barr he knows what Anthony Barr can do I think Anthony Barr's been kind of a 50-50 player you know but I think there's been some times too where Clark has been as well and uh, the difference really is there's one guy that has a lot of experience. There's one guy that doesn't have very much experience. There's one guy that's very, very capable of, of, of you know, like Coach was talking about, being a, a rising player. But you're in a situation, too, where these coaches tend to, when the games get tough, and they, they want experience out there, especially. They don't want mistakes. And not that Clark makes a bunch of mistakes, but they, they will – there, there's a reason why coaches do this, and and Tyler Smith has been playing. We think well at left tackle, right? They're about to put Tyron Smith back at left tackle mm-hmm. and move move a guy that's been playing pretty well. That that's coaches. That's what coaches do. They 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 want the guy that they know that when 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 things start getting a little messy, that they'll be there and they'll fight their way through it. And you know the inexperienced guy, well, he can learn, but not this year. He's not going to learn this year. You know, that's where I think they're at with, with Clark and and also with Barr. If yeah. you line up, oh, go, sorry, I was going to say I think he's progressively getting better and better each time, and you can see and naturally you're going to get more and more comfortable. The only time that I feel that I would maybe give him just let him be out there full time or vice versa, like maybe take him out and put Barr in, is in a scenario where who are the starters around him let's say someone gets hurt or whatever in that instance I would keep the veteran guy in versus having Damone just being out there so it, to me personally right now the way I see it his amount of time playing on the field depends on whoever else is around him as far as the experience goes yeah they need to figure it out because that player allows Parsons to do other things mm-hmm. So you don't want somebody that's slacking there. You want somebody that will make seven tackles, will we'll play in pass coverage and things like that. So that allows Parsons to do other things so they don't have to play him as an off-ball linebacker. Um, I talked to Steven yesterday. You know, you always say, well, they stole one there in the draft. Stephen Jones. Right? Stephen Jones. Okay. And he, um, he said um, in the when they watch the games, you know, in the owner's box or whatever, and Damone makes a play. He said that he always has this big smile, and Jerry kind of gives him a little bit of a nudge. Like, that's our guy, you know, yeah, because yeah. somebody, and I don't know if it was Steven or, or Jerry, who don't know who, was Scout maybe that was like, he can play, and he will be healthy at some point sooner than you think, and he's going to really help us. This makes yeah. sense. And so they're like, yes, let's do it. So every time he makes a play, they kind of like nudge at each other yeah. like, there well, he is. This They're is making a play, you know. Yeah, this was the situation because they're the ones at the combine that found his injury to begin with, and so they're like, "Listen, you've got this problem." So they had they had a pretty good idea of what. Well, it's kind of like the same thing with Jalen Smith. You know, they had the idea, and Dr. Cooper did the surgery on Jalen Smith, so they had a good idea of how quickly a guy could recover and be ready to play. 
Yeah, that uh, that I I look at him and I I look at this last game and in my opinion it's probably the best game he's played here. As it is a Cowboy player. It is which makes that's the reason why I'm most excited is because it seems like over the weeks he's getting better and better and better. He's feeling more comfortable. You're right. And and if you get to a point where right now I think last week he did a lot of the basic things really well, I'm waiting for that moment where he starts to make those. Big splash plays because yeah. I think that's coming as well. I think it's once he feels very comfortable, then his <laughs> then his athleticism. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's that, exactly what I'm saying. No, funny word. No, no, no. That's just that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. But I think that's when his athleticism takes over, and that's when he will get loose and he will make plays that some people just can't make. He will make those kind of plays that make you say, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's coming. He did in college, I know that. Yeah, I think that's coming, and that's yeah. why I'm getting excited because he's starting to get to the point now where he's doing the base things really well. And I, if that last game was any indication. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take our final break. And when we come back from that break, Brian has a game for us. We'll see what this game is and see how fun it is and if we can answer any of these questions. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Tis the season for Dallas Cowboys holiday youth camps. 
presented by Invisalign. Registration for one-day football and dance academy camps are now open. Don't miss your chance to send your athlete to camp at AT&T Stadium on December 20th and 21st. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Life from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment presented to you by Blockchain.com. By Blockchain.com. Ah, there we go. All right, Brian. All right, Nick. Sorry. Yo. Play. To advance in the playoffs, you have to beat Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. Wow. Put them in order how you think you have your chances against them. What teams again? Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, San Francisco. I think that would be the order. And the only reason I say that, no disrespect <laughs> to what the Eagles are doing. They're gonna be they're gonna be tough as hell. But I do think the matchup of what you know, them, you playing them. Cooper Rush had them rolling. Don't throw it to them. I think they can beat them. I think they are going to beat them again. San Francisco, though, that's a beast that you're going to have to, you know, and, and not only that, you have to play them in the playoffs. Then you got to see the catch. You got to see last year. You got to mm. see the Dak getting hit by the ref, you know, all that kind of stuff. You got to see it all and relive it all and, and all that. And, and I think that's just going to be a challenge. But, um, you know, but I will say, I, I, and I'll let y'all weigh in on this. I mean, it's also about places to play. Yeah. Your offense can function fine in Tampa. It's going to rain a little bit, but it'll stop at four o'clock, and then you'll, you'll play. I mean, San Francisco, I think, will be fine, and then but Philly, that's going to be a challenge. So, what did I say? Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tampa Bay, Philly, San Francisco. You're talking yourself out of your own answer. Nah, I'm just Tampa Bay, Philly, San Francisco. I actually agree completely with that. I think that the the what I saw last year from San Francisco when they played the Cowboys that has none of that has changed. Yeah. The Cowboys still have a hard time stopping power run offenses, and they are even more powerful now with with uh, Christian McCaffrey there. I think that's going to be a, as much of a challenge as any other team in the NFC. San Francisco will be for the Cowboys. I don't worry so much about weather though, Nick, on that point, just because this team, the Cowboys, are constructed to play in any weather yeah, situation. I mean, they run the ball, the ball pretty well, and. And they, they just—I mean—that's how they—that's how they win games. And so I don't think they're—they have to have this open passing game like last year. I think they were more reliant on the passing. They think game they do. Game. They think they do. Yeah, they think they do. They go into Lambeau Field. They got to throw. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is running it a hundred times, but they well, got to throw. If you get into a situation where where you cannot, if the if the weather says you cannot throw today, I think the Cowboys still would be effective. Amber, you got an idea? Would you? How would you rank Tampa, San Francisco, Philadelphia as far as uh, having to beat to get through the playoffs? Having to beat, you know, beating Philly would—that's just a, a a big win, you know, in playoff time. But I would say I'm, I agree with those orders too, and it's interesting because it got me to think when you mentioned the place they would be playing and the weather and all that, it got me thinking, I'm like, okay, what's really a scenario that the Cowboys do not play well in? What would you say? Like, they're usually, like you said, Derek, they kind of play about the same in every place. And there are other teams that you can say, oh, in this type of, not even weather in place, but also the time of the day that they don't play well and all that. So I don't think they're affected that much in that way, but... I don't know. They're they're all kind of the same, honestly, to me. In the order. Yeah, I, nobody I don't think wants to play Tom Brady yeah. in a playoff game. I think that would be terrifying to me again. Um, it scare me anymore. You know, I, you, you might be right. Yeah. It, it's just that you look at history. It it, no, yeah. 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 No, and I, I actually, I was as, as Amber was talking, I was like, I wish I could go back and change mine because I would actually put Philly, Tampa, 
than I, San Francisco. You know what? I, I, I very much thought that. I thought Philadelphia, Tampa, and San Francisco. I want nothing to do with San Francisco. Yeah, I really don't. They don't let you run the ball. They play really good pass defense. And, they, and their, quarterback, their quarterback doesn't have to throw a touchdown pass and they win games. Yep. That's scary to me. So yep. I would – Philadelphia, it seems like the team, you know what? You play them. You know them. You had a chance to beat him with a backup quarterback. We'll see what happens on Christmas Eve. But, man, I, I, I think Dallas would match up pretty well yeah. against them. And Tampa can take away what you do best. Like, Tampa's run defense is really good. I think that's the reason why Dallas didn't – they looked yeah. so poor there in yeah. the first game of the season. They just couldn't run the ball. Yep, you're right I think about it. I just think that if the Cowboys do become this consistent team and we get the best – version of them which to me would be I'm not saying it's going to replicate the same but let's say kind of how they did in Minnesota if they do that I think they can take down anybody they could beat any and team I'm, in and the I'm league. not saying yeah. you know again I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect in all three phases of the game or anything like that but if you get something close I definitely think they can beat down either any of those three Kansas teams or City anybody else. Buffalo but part of that though is that Minnesota doesn't pose the same challenges as them. Nick, you talked about it yesterday. It's about the matchups. Minnesota doesn't pose the same challenges to the Cowboys that Tampa, San Francisco, and Philly do. All three of those teams, pretty good at stopping the run. And their defense isn't going to let you score a lot. And and then you got to match up with what they're going to do offensively. So I I just think Minnesota's just a different beast. If Minnesota even played the Cowboys different, I think they could create more problems for the Cowboys. They just decided they wanted to pass. If they try and run the ball, run, Minnesota, right, yeah, run. Minnesota running the ball. San Francisco is the big, the toughest matchup because their defense is really tough. Their offense is very physical, and their quarterback. Say what you want yeah. about him, he's played in a Super Bowl before. He, he wins. He's, he yeah. wins games yeah. because, like what you said, it's not about stats. He doesn't care about all that. He just goes out and, and functions. Yeah. Ambar. In the month of December, it will be up to the offense to carry this team. Uh, yes. Eh, <laughs> damn. Hold on. Uh, that's, a t- that's a tough one, but I would say yes, because we've seen it way too many times where, and, and speci- especially this season, where the defense does do enough, but then it comes down to the offense not being able to score enough points for you. So I think that... Whatever the scenario, even if it's against a team that can run the ball pretty well and the defense struggles in that aspect, I still think they can do enough to hold the opposing team down or close enough for the offense to be able to catch up and beat them. So I think it all comes down to what the offense is doing and being able to generate points. Derek, does this offense carry you in December? Nope. I still think defense is the best thing that you do. And if they're going to have any success this year, it's going to be because the defense plays out of their mind and the offense supports that. Uh, I think there will be games where maybe you need a little bit more support from the offense, but if the defense falls apart, I don't think they have a chance. Like, look at the games they've lost this year. Those games, typically, the defense didn't play their best game. So I think it's about the defense. Yeah, I, I want to use your line against you, uh, Mark B, on your Scantron. For, for false. false. <laughs> That's your line. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's We all defense. remember what a Scantron was, right? Right, right. Uh, um, I, I agree with you, Derek, because those games, like you said, those are the games that you lost. You know, Green Bay and Philadelphia, the last two teams that, that, that beat the Cowboys, they really neutralized Micah Parsons. They mm-hmm. figured out how to get him away from what he does best. And and that's I think that's the key. And then everything kind of falls from there. So, I mean, the offense, offense is going to have to play. The offense is going to have to do its thing. But, yeah, if the defense struggles, God, I, I just think that that's what their, their bread and butter is right now is defense. 
Derek, which would you, which, uh, let me see here, which move would you like the best, adding Tyron Smith or Odell Beckham to the lineup? Odell Beckham. Uh, and it's more about uh, replacement value. And what I mean by that is I think you will get more by having, as you said earlier, having Odell replace Noah Brown than having Tyron Smith replace Tyler Smith. I think Tyler Smith, I, I, I agree that at his best, Tyron Smith is better than Tyler Smith. I don't know that the, the difference based on what I saw this summer and what I project Tyron to be uh, at this point, I don't know if that difference is big, as big as what Odell Beckham to Noah Brown would be. Ambar. Would you rather have Tyron Smith or Odell Beckham in the lineup? I just don't think you've really missed, and I hate saying this, but it's true to me, I don't think you've really missed Tyron Smith in the lineup. I think they've managed to play games very well. But on the other side, if had they had a better wide receiver, I think they would have won some of those games that they lost. So right now, the value at wide receiver and the need for it, it's a lot higher than tackle. You ever seen me order at a, at a menu? I mean, when it says <laughs> the everything. chicken and the steak. I'm just like, where's the combo platter? Yeah. I want both. I mean, I think I can get both there. But I, I agree with your your assessment there about about Tyron versus Tyler and Odell versus Noah Brown or Turpin or Tolbert or whatever. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm greedy. I'm, I mean, I've never seen an NFC Championship game in my life. So I'd, I'd like just both, please. <laughs> you know, I'll throw this too much to too. ask for both because yeah, Tyron's coming back. I was back. a young yeah. man when we did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll throw this in too. I, I think. Odell Beckham Jr. will help the this running game. The running game's already good, but having him on the field, defenses are going to have to respect him and his abilities. So when you put him out there with C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and whatever tight ends, whatever other guys you got at skill positions, now if teams are going to say, hey, we really, really have to keep that, that guy back a little bit to make sure we don't get beat – I think that helps the run game even more, a running game that's already playing really well. You're not wrong with that. But also, just to be fair, I do think Tyron Smith is going to help your left guard, whoever that is. It's going to help your tight ends not have to chip every time. It's going to help your quarterback. So I I do think a better left tackle will also help some other guys around it. It's a great question because they're both going to help other people. And they both both have enough name recognition for defenses to have to respect that. Yep, that's true. My final one for you guys, Nick. Do you worry about Brett Maher missing that last field goal? Oh, God. Oh, oh, in the game? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. Uh, we're, down, we're, we're down waiting <laughs> we're for it. We're trying to move out. Um, we're to move down to the field. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for a guy that picked 31-19, I mean, if he would have made that, it would, that would have been kind of nice. <laughs> I was kind of happy with my 28-16. Your 28-16 was looking good. You had the best ones. If you guys haven't seen what we put on the website now, I mean, pod picks, uh, everybody in the podcast has yeah. their picks, and it's – uh, it's pretty good. We're probably not going to see another team's helmet flash up there for a while. Cause, I yeah, mean, these next three weeks, yeah. Dallas needs to win. Yeah, um, should win. Uh, no, not. I don't really. I don't worry about it. He's had enough room for that. He's. I mean, that's the kind of kick he is with 45-yard, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you want him to, to make all of them, but, man, he has been so good. It's too early to worry about that, I think. Ambar. By that point, you were ready to go to the locker room. You were ready to go home in your Thanksgiving meal. No, (laughs) the game was won by Dan. He's done so much greatness to this point, I think. 
Huh? Dan? I, I thought he, I thought she said Dan. Or did you, did say, you say by did, then? By then? I thought you said, did you say Dan? I thought you were going back to your Dan Bailey yeah. days. No. I took his poster off my desk <laughs> a while back. Now it's Sean Lee's there. But no, no, no. I, I just think, again, he's done such, such an amazing job. He has. For a guy that was on the team, was not on the team. Then they bring him back, and you're like, what the heck is going on? He was already here. We already saw him. Why are we bringing a guy that we already know didn't work out? So he's done really, really good. And for him to miss that, I'm not I'm not concerned at all. Derek? Not even a little bit. Uh, that He's been so good this year. As soon as he I, hit it, he knew it was no good, by yeah, the way. I'm, I'm I watched not, that tape, and he's I'm like, as soon as he hit it, he went, it. like, I missed this. Hey, That's one thing you know, I like about him. I think he's just mentally tough for yeah. all the – He's here, he's not here. Yeah. And to come back and do what he's doing right now, that tells me a lot about his mental makeup. Tell, so I'm not concerned. Let me tell a story about Chris Beam, our producer. And he comes up to me in Minnesota. And, you know, we're down there ready to do a pregame show. And he comes up to me and goes, he just, I think it was like 50 yarder. And it was, it was so far to the right, it missed the net. He was like, oh my God, it was a terrible kick. And I was like, you know, okay, well, we'll see. And then I saw some other ones and he made it, you know, but you, you saw that. So every time he kicked it in Minnesota, I was thinking what Chris said. It was like that one bad miss. Well, he has like the greatest game in the yeah. history of games. You know, it's a 60 yarder yeah. twice, the 50s and all that. So, yeah, I mean, maybe to, to your point, like when it didn't really matter as much as late in the game, let's get out of here. But when, I mean, when the money kicks, I mean, he's, he's made them. Yeah, he definitely has. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. That was a good game. Good, good, game. good questions. All right. We appreciate you guys, Jones. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to start jumping into Colts. Cowboys versus Colts after we watched them last night. So uh, They're going to get logos on their that. helmet or just going to look like a high school team or what? What are we doing know. here? Don't know. We'll talk about all that tomorrow. Until then, for Nick Eatman and Brian Broaddus and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!